Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. This is Straight Fire. With Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, September 5th. Now, we started school out here in Southern California two weeks ago, but I recall from my days growing up outside Washington, D.C., that this was the day school starts, the day after Labor Day. So all kids across the country are back in school. We now have the NFL just two days away, Lions-Chiefs Thursday night football. We have no Chris Jones as of this moment. We'll see what changes. We'll see. Maybe Chris Jones is signed. I can't imagine that he plays a big factor Thursday night. Heck, there's a Bosa brother who we'll talk about later in the show. Is he going to show up this weekend in Pittsburgh? 49ers definitely will miss him if he's not there. I just, I, I'm so excited for the NFL. My son had his, um, can I say big money draft for a 12-year-old? But he had it. Um, on Monday, he did a pretty good job, I guess. Uh, listen to me. I, I, I'll say this. Um, Clemson, Duke, surprise. It was on ESPN. Surprise. I still don't have it thanks to the bastards at Spectrum. And yeah, I'm fired up about it. I'm giving them until today at 5 o'clock. If they haven't resolved this issue, I will be reaching out and getting YouTube TV or Sling TV on some kind of trial run in hopes that it's resolved soon. You've got to figure that they get it resolved before... NFL week one, right? I mean, the NFL is king. College football, I missed it. It stunk. But even my buddy who hosted the draft yesterday, he didn't have the Clemson. We couldn't watch Clemson Duke during the draft. Frustrating as heck. Come on, man. Get your act together. Anyways, we've got an amazing guest today. If you gamble on the NFL, if you do DFS, if you do fantasy, this is the guy for you. His name is T.A. He's kind of anonymous, but not totally. And he's been coming on my radio show forever. He then started to uh, create his own website. 
You could subscribe to it. We have an offer. If you use a code JMAC at the end of the show, you'll get a, a discount. I subscribe to it. I've done that for the last two years. He's been doing the the super contest in Vegas or, or the circuit contest, whichever one. We alternate. But he's been doing it. He's had more success than I have, and he's really sharp. Um, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this podcast. We break down like half a dozen games in week one. Some surprises, I, I, I think, from his point of view. A lot of numbers. Um He's the kind of guy where the numbers, the sun sets and rises with the numbers in, in the NFL. He's big on that, and it's helped him immensely. It's helped me here the last few years get better, and I think you're going to really enjoy it. So without further ado, let's bring in my main man, T.A. from clevanalytics.com. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't. He knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guest who I've been, geez, I've talked to him here on my podcast for several years. I was talked to him on my radio show back in the day. It, just this obscure fellow on the internet who had some really good analytical stuff, and he is just blowing up left and right. Uh, let's bring in T.A. from Clev Analytics. T.A., how you doing, my man? Good, Jason. Yeah, you know, you. I tell everybody, you were the first person to quote-unquote discover me back in the day. It's probably been at least a decade. I had about 50 yeah. followers on Twitter, and you. And I think you had asked one one Saturday, hey, anybody got some, some winning picks? And I posted, I gave you like three or four. They all won. And then, oh, uh, and then Sunday, I gave you like four more, and I think I went three and one. And you're like, all right, guys, follow this guy. And I, I grabbed, <laughs> I went, I just started uh, getting followers and, you know, and uh, kind of shot up to the moon. So I really do appreciate you. You, you gave me my first uh, first crack at it. So always wow. appreciate well, it. Well, thanks a lot. I mean, listen, man, your, uh, your info is as good as it gets. Obviously, he started a website, Clev Analytics. And I would recommend, listen, I know I don't say go buy picks. We had um, Adam Chernoff on from Right Angle. And that's a, a different, he's just straight up, they're selling picks. They're telling you. Clev is selling information, which is stuff you're not getting anywhere else. And it's weird. Uh, T.A., uh, listen, I even saw a guy, uh, do you know Jeff Fogel by any chance? I know a little bit of him, yeah. Yeah, so he's like a Vegas guy, and he would put good, interesting stuff on Twitter, and I just saw he started a Substack. And again, it's like $50 for the year or whatever. I'm like, I'll I'll pay 50 bucks. Like a a Starbucks, uh, 50 bucks gets me like three weeks of Starbucks. Like what's the big deal? So paying for information. So I I subscribe to TA's site. I I recommend you guys doing the same. Clev Analytics. We'll have a little uh, promo here shortly. Uh, But TA, let's just start to dig in. We're not going to go big picture on the season. I'm ready for week one. Um, We'll just start this way. You, You are a big Browns guy. You're from Ohio. And you seem to... Every year, you're all over the Browns. If I see you backing them, I'm usually piggybacking. I, I, I got to be honest. I don't know what to make of this team with Watson. Um, I love the roster. Uh, I'm This Denzel Ward concussion stuff is a little troubling here in week one. I would love to go against the Bengals and Burrow, who's coming off the calf injury. But I don't know if I can do it. Divisional dogs, popular always in week one. Where are you on Browns-Bengals? Yeah, well, so Browns in general, I've been high on, and I, I've seen that in the last like, couple of weeks, they're starting to get a lot of love from uh, the analytics community and just people in general noticing how talented the roster is. And um, you know, I'm pretty you know unbiased when my when it comes to my Browns. I'll, I'll, if they're if they're not um, you know doing something that that I agree with, I, I'm, I'll definitely ha- you know let them have it on, on Twitter. So uh, you don't have to worry about this being a biased thing. Um, but I, I mean, if you look, to- you know. 
up and down the roster. You know, how many teams can say they have a top 10 level quarterback? Um, they've got multiple uh, elite edge rushers. They've got a number one running back. They've got a, a good, you know, starting receiver in Amari Cooper, a top 10 offensive line. Like they have a top 10 to 15 secondary. They've, they've got all the right pieces in the right spots and premium positions. And so it's just a matter of it all coming together. And you look at Kevin Stefanski as a, as a coach, he's an offensive coach and he's taken guys like Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett and made them, you know, kind of top 10 offenses uh, a couple of times with those guys. So, you know, I think with an off season, they're going to implement a lot of the stuff that that Watson likes to do, uh, which means a lot of empty formations. He did a lot of that in Houston. It was the best in the NFL when you look at some of the advanced numbers in empty formations. They led the NFL in the preseason uh, with uh, empty formations at a high rate. So you're going to see a lot of that spread the field. Let Watson kind of make you know make the decisions and use his legs when he can. And then obviously you have you have Nick Chubb in the backfield when uh, to to run the ball and keep defenses honest. So. I just think that this is a really good team. Obviously, if everybody stays healthy, we've got, you know, a 1700 uh, attempt uh, uh, sample size of Deshaun Watson before last season. So I'm not really worried about what happened in those six games. Really unique circumstance. Um, Tough situation. Kind of step right into. He had a couple of really cold, windy weather games to deal with. So it kind of skews some of his numbers. He wasn't good, but he wasn't the complete... uh, you know, bust that everybody was talking about. So I think this team's got what it takes. I think this week, I, I do like them against the Bengals. I think uh, you, you mentioned home dogs. I mean, I, you never want to play a trend blindly, but I do think it's interesting. You know, week one, home dogs are on a 21 and five run. It's an 80, 81% ATS clip since 2010, and they're covering at an eight point per margin clip uh, per game. It's just, it's been pretty incredible. And it makes sense. A lot of these home dogs are teams that, it didn't make the playoffs a prior year mm-hmm. going up against a team that did make the playoffs. That's why you get them at a, at a home home price here um, in division. They know each other. You get a little bit of value on, on the on the home team. And so, um, you know, that obviously is, a, is an angle that makes sense. And, you know, isn't isn't one that I would bet blindly, but is just kind of cherry on top. I, I like the Browns. And then I think with Cincinnati, you know, I. I I think that they're clearly going to be a contender, uh, but the defense has all, you know, essentially played over their talent level the last couple of years. They've got a great defensive coordinator who's put them in good positions, but you know they they face the the, the most backup or poor mm-hmm. uh, starting quarterbacks last year when you look at some of the advanced numbers. So they played a pretty easy schedule from a defensive uh, standpoint. And then you look at Burrow, uh, you know, people say, oh, you know, uh, he'll just step in in game one like it's no big deal off that calf. But, you know, I posted this on Twitter just you know about an hour ago. Not sure if you saw it, but, you know, people talk about, hey, these quarterbacks that don't play in the preseason doesn't really matter. So me and my team, we went back and looked, did some research going back to 2016. And that's about when quarterbacks started to to sit more in preseason. And we excluded the covid 2020 year when when nobody played preseason. There have been 27 quarterbacks who did not take a preseason snap but started week one. Only 33% of the time, so nine of those 27 quarterbacks, did they go over their team total. 
Um, so they averaged 19 and a half points. The team total was, you know, over 24 points. Their success rate was 46.9% in week mm. one compared to 48.2% in all other games the rest of that season. You look at their against the spread margin against against teams with quarterbacks who did play in the preseason, 8, 10, and 1. So again, and we saw last year Burrow uh, with that appendectomy didn't play all preseason. He stepped in first play of the game, pick six against the Steelers, had his That's worst right. game all year. Yeah, he had four interceptions, five turnovers, and they lost as big favorites. So, you know, again, these aren't things you you, you bet blindly, but they're just kind of cherries on top, you know, with me liking the Browns more than the market and liking the Bengals a little bit less than the market. And I think that getting them at two and a half, I think, is a good number. I think they went outright. Uh, historically, if memory serves, like the last, I think Burroughs struggled against Cleveland. Has he not? Has yeah. he? I think he's like one and four. Any idea what that's about? No, it's a good question. I don't know what it's about. Um, they've, you know, done a good job on him. They they had a um, a couple of interceptions uh, two years ago. They had a pick six to start the the first drive of the game. Denzel Ward took one back like ninety nine yards. Uh, last year, their one game on Monday Night Football uh, at home. That's they right. did get lucky. Jamar Chase did not play in that game, but they they just mm. completely dominated. And you know, for whatever reason, they they've done well in the division in general. Um, you know, the Browns have. You know, they've been kind of mediocre. Uh, from a defensive standpoint uh, against all other teams. But in division, they've done a good job against Lamar and they've done a good job against Burrow. So, you know, I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure if it's a personnel, but I think, you know, between that and, you know, Jim Schwartz is the new defensive coordinator with the Browns. I think he's going to bring a, you know, aggressive attitude. He's turned defenses around in the past. And he's been a defensive consultant with the Titans the last couple of years. And for whatever it's worth, you know, the Titans had, what, nine sacks in that playoff game two years ago. Right. And even last year, huh. they held them to just uh, uh, 20 points. So, you know, he's had success against Burrow. So whatever the combination is, I, I think that the the new talent and, you know, the coaching and whatever the, the Browns have against Burrow, uh, I think is a good combo here. And I think it all makes for, for a good play on the Browns. Right. Uh, one kernel you said in there, teams that made the playoffs facing teams that didn't. Obviously, the casual better, and Vegas knows that they're, they're going to gravitate toward the team that made the playoffs. Pittsburgh, San Francisco is interesting because, you know, San Fran's a road favorite against Tomlin. Tomlin, a home dog, which we know historically has been awesome. Um, I don't know. I've liked Pitt irrationally this season. I don't think you're as high on them as I am, but I like them in this game. I, I think they win outright at home against San Francisco. Brock Purdy, welcome back from your off-season surgery. You get to face T.J. Watt, and we know without Watt last year, that defense was abysmal. I think I'll never forget, I don't know if you were with me, but Steelers-Raiders in Pittsburgh, T.J. Watt gets hurt like late first half, yep. and I was feeling fine about the game. And then, of course, no Watt second half, and Carr's just slinging it all over, and the Steelers get destroyed. And that was like a portent of things to come. They, they, they're not great without Watt. Um I don't know. They've got some aging guys in the secondary. Patrick Peterson. I do like Pittsburgh Week One though against the Niners. Yeah, you know, I I, I hear you, um, and I I could I could be on board with that. You know, the the game opened three and a half when when the season started, oh. when the off season started. It's down to what two two and a half. I like them in a teaser. Uh, I put them in a teaser. Uh, we could talk about you know Green Bay, but I put them in a teaser with the Packers. I call that a long teaser advantage teaser huh. when you can get um, six points on both sides and get over two key numbers of three and seven. So if, to me, that is a good teaser leg. Um, and I you know I, you, you essentially need the you know Pittsburgh to win outright, which you know is never easy against a great San Francisco roster. Yeah, you got Brock Purdy in a tough environment in Pittsburgh. You know last year, as good as he played, he didn't really face adverse situations. I think the one that you can kind of compare is maybe that Seattle game on a Thursday night. Mm. And he, he didn't do much. It was all Christian McCaffrey in the run game. They didn't do much on offense. 
Um, it's a tough environment. So, uh, and against Watt and that that front four, I think there's gonna they're gonna give them problems. You know, Nick Bosa has not signed yet, and who knows, you know, what's going on there? Who knows if he'll even oh, play? Yeah. I mean, at this stage, you're talking about like uh, what, uh, you know, five days away, six days away from 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 a game. Even if he does sign um, and ends his holdout this week, how many snaps was he going to get? I think that's a big factor. Um, you know, and I think that gets you. That's probably why this line went from three to two and a half, you know, mm. because Bosa is a big deal. Um, and I just think that the if you look at the Niners' uh, offensive line, it wasn't great to begin with. They lose Mike McGlinchey on the right side. It's not, the, you know, Trent Williams is awesome on the left side, but there's really nothing else on that line that, that you love. I think that the the defense for Pittsburgh will keep them, you know, under wraps. Will put pressure on Purdy, and I think that they does enough, you know, offensively. That I don't love the Steelers' offense. I think Pickett, you know, he got lucky a little bit last year. He wasn't great on early downs, but third and fourth downs, he was top five in the NFL late in the year, and and really? know, converted. Yeah, he converted a lot of third high leverage third and fourth down situations, especially with his legs. You know, he, they didn't do much on first downs, the second downs, but when it was like third and five, third and six, you know, he, he would he would just get the first down with his legs or, you know, convert it through the air. He did a really nice job. Those things are not necessarily sustainable long term, but I think that they improved the offensive line a lot in the offseason. They signed veteran guard Isaac Siomalo from the, from the Eagles. You know, they drafted Broderick Jones. Who knows if he'll start or not, but, you know, they've got good offensive line pieces. We know they've got good weapons with Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. I like Pat Fryermuth a lot. You know, they signed Allen Robinson. They've got enough weapons on offense, and we saw Jalen Warren, that big uh, touchdown run in preseason. The, the yeah. offense should be fine. I think they'll do good enough. Like I said, I like them in a teaser leg. I think it's going to be a toss-up game. I can I understand your your side uh, taking Pittsburgh, but for me, I feel more comfortable, you know, uh, getting eight and a half when – Tomlin just doesn't get blown out <laughs> a yeah, lot in general, doesn't. you know, and uh, in terms of, you know, I've got 32 games without Big Ben as a starter uh, with Tomlin. The Steelers are 20 and 12 against the spread and 12 and 5 against the spread as an underdog. So he does a good job of, you know, propping these guys up. And uh, to me, just, you know, kind of a little little safer on the teaser leg. But uh, I understand your, your line of thinking here. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Eagles-Patriots is interesting. I, I, I think the line just went down from four to three and a half. I don't know if that's a new thing. I'm just surprised. Like, Eagles going on the road. I know a lot of newness, new OC, new DC. Uh, Hertz gets paid. But I, have you looked at this Patriots offensive line issue? They, it's, it sounds like they may start a fourth-round rookie at right tackle, and now you're going against a, a, a defensive line that, like broken NFL record for sacks. Um, the interior of the line seems like it's got some nagging injuries. I don't know if this is Belichick with the gamesmanship signing two tackles uh, here in the last week, but uh, if they've got major injuries, um, Mac Jones, the Eagles are not the team you want to face. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to take a, a road favorite here in week one, but um, anything on Eagles, Patriots jump out. Yeah, I mean, I think I, they have the toughest schedule in the NFL, the Patriots do. And obviously, this is one of them um, starting at home against against the Eagles. You know, typically, uh, Belichick's defense, um, they've done it, especially the last couple of years, they're awesome against bad quarterbacks, right? Like, they, they just mm-hmm. suffocate. If you're a rookie or if you're just a, a, a poor quarterback, like, you have no shot against this Belichick defense. But when you face a mobile quarterback, they struggle. Uh, they struggle a lot. Mm-hmm. Last year, you remember Justin Fields put up that 33 points on that Monday night as big, big underdogs, and they blew out the Patriots. We see it every year with Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson had one of his best uh, uh, games of his uh, season last year against New England. So, you know, they're kind of a, they're splits when they face a good and, and, and kind of mobile quarterbacks versus poor ones are pretty drastic. So, obviously, Hurts is in that that uh, mobile quarterback category. So from that perspective, I would normally t- I would normally back Philly here if this was a midseason game. But being that it's week one and you give Belichick all offseason to prepare for Hurts in this offense, it, it you know tilts uh, to, to the defense's favor a little bit more. Um, and obviously, you know, we talked about just home, you know, home dogs in general, not necessarily in division, but just home dogs in general. I think um, you know are, are those are teams that that the market likes to back uh, as we talked about so i think that's why they're getting a little bit of support you know i, I think that there's some of that there and again belichick gets it you get a little tax with belichick right um even though they've struggled lately you get a little bit of the tax i will say mac jones has really struggled as an underdog uh, against the spread since he's come you know since he's been in the league um you look since 2000 and, or since 2020 which is post brady new england is 9 and 13 against the spread um, in six and in, in, uh, sixteen straight up uh, as underdogs, and Mac Jones has been really, really poor, uh, you know, for many of those. So uh, yeah. it's not it's not a game that I would love to, to back either way. I think I yeah. could see both sides, and you know, could could, could absolutely see uh, Philly get up early, and then you know, uh, Mac Jones uh, <sighs> come up with some backdoor late <laughs> to, to yeah. cover the three points, and and you really. Well, no, but that's- 
last year it didn't seem like the Patriots had a lot TA when it when they needed to come from behind like they just weren't capable of that they weren't capable of beating good teams yeah the offense is like plotting now maybe that changes with Bill O'Brien I don't know are you as high on him as everyone else oh Bill O'Brien's gonna save the day no, I just think it's you can't get any worse than Matt Patricia last year. I think that's okay. that's Got all it. it is. I mean, when you it's so funny with a New England team, you wouldn't expect this, but you know they were they led the NFL in um, I think it was uh, uh, oh gosh I had it here they led the NFL either false starts or delay of games on offense. It's like something that you don't wow. normally see from a from a Belichick coach defense and that is all Matt Patricia like they I remember all the times that Mac Jones would look over the sideline like you know hurry up with the play like what's going on so I think if you just eliminate some of that and you get a little bit more professionalism from the offensive side of the ball you know they could be they'll be feisty I I don't like them at all just because of their schedule and like you said they're they're underperforming against some of the good teams so this is just one of those that I don't necessarily love you the way I could. I could see Philly just blowing them out and be like, "Oh my God, that was just kind of right in front of our eyes," and we didn't we didn't pay attention. But um, you know, when you give Belichick all off season to prepare for Hurts yeah. in this offense, that's the only thing that kind of gets me to you know kind of stay off it a little bit is is just that and the fact that you know Hurts didn't play in the preseason. He's one of those guys for whatever it's worth. Again, mm. not, none of this is blind, but he didn't play at all in the preseason. Didn't take a snap. Who knows? New offensive coordinator. Um, you just never know with a kind of a new system, but um, it's it's a pass for me either way. Interesting. Um, the not playing in the preseason, uh, Lamar Jackson I, I never does. But one of the great things I got from your awesome preview was this uh, irrational excitement about the Ravens' offensive potential under this uh, Munkin from Georgia. And it's weird because, yeah, I look at the Ravens' defense, I'm like, this is a bad, sneaky, bad defense. Like, if you look in the division, they have the fourth best defense. Browns, Bengals, Steelers, all better. All the name guys are gone. You got an injury to Humphrey. Like, I don't know. This defense looks bad. And then I see them as nine and a half, ten point favorites against the Texans. And the Texans are cutting a bunch of veterans. And you see they're playing young guys. And I'm like, well, what? I don't know what to make of it. Um, the Texans apparently have four offensive linemen, could be out week one. A lot of injuries. And again, maybe it's preseason and positioning and jostling. But Everything to me screams Harbaugh, but again, uh, you know, am I t- taking a nine and a half point favorite on the road in, in week one? Probably not. Yeah. yeah, and by the way, week one favorites over a touchdown are 18 and 32 against a spread, 36% since 2000. Wow. So just an FYI. Like that's, again, week one, we usually, the market knows, well, think about it. What happens later in the season when you've got a bad team? There's there's injuries, there's attrition everywhere, right? Yeah. That's where the good teams kind of shine because they have more depth, whereas the bad teams can't afford those injuries, and you just you really start to get to guys that are you know off the street level. Um, but first game of the year, typically you get these bad teams have all their, their their firepower, so they should be a little bit better than you know what you'd see later in the year. So. Uh, that's something you got to keep in mind. Week one, everybody's typically healthy. Again, you just mentioned a couple of linemen are out. I know Tyus Howard for the right side, uh, the right tackle for for Houston's out. So that could be a big deal. You got a rookie quarterback, uh, C.J. Stroud, behind him. Yeah. So that that's an issue. Um, you know, I actually I haven't taken anything yet. I would look at the over um, a little bit because I think the Baltimore offense is really going to be able to move the ball. I think I love Todd Monken. I, I love that he's going to push the ball down the field mm. a lot more. Um, still use some of the RPO stuff with Lamar, but you know they've got weapons all over the field now. Zay Flowers, everybody's talking about how great he's been in camp. He showed he scored that touchdown in that Monday night game against Washington. 
Yeah, you know he's got some juice to him. OBJ doesn't have to be you know a superstar number one. He just has to be a good veteran, you know, leader, uh, a wide receiver, and you know um, you still got Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews. Like you've got plenty of weapons to push down the field, and so I'm excited for this offense in general. And I think that the Ravens defense, like you mentioned, they do have probably the worst defense in the division. They they had to sign Jadavian Clowney because they don't really have a pass rush. Um, Tyus Bowser is is out, so. Um, you know, he's probably their best pass rusher at this point. They lost Justin He's not Houston. good. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, Marlon Humphrey, who's a really good corner, he's out for this game. Um, yeah. They've got Rocky Sin as their number two corner. He's questionable. Oh, jeez. So he's there's a lot of holes. I mean, I wish if the Houston offensive line was fully healthy, even with the rookie quarterback, I would be looking at them uh, to cover here. I just, with all those, you know, injuries and with, with you know, C.J. Stroud not looking great in the preseason in a tough environment, I just can't get myself to, to back Houston. Um, but if I had to, I would take their side. But I just, you know, I think there's going to be a decent amount of points here. So I would look to the over, if anything. But, um, you know, this is a no play for me. Did, didn't the Ravens smack the Dolphins like 59 nothing in oh, week yeah. one a couple years ago? Some, something obscene. And Harbaugh's known to, like, I mean, he's a great coach, almost underrated. I just worry if if the Texans fall behind, like say fourteen three, you know, you and you got to take away the running game of Pierce, and all of a sudden Stroud's got to go to the air. I, I don't feel great, but again, like you said, favorites over a touchdown, super risky. Um, by, by the way, real quick with the week one, you mentioned with Miami, Lamar Jackson um, is three and one against the spread in the last five years. In week one, they've he's yeah. covered the spread by over sixteen points per game. They've averaged thirty seven points per game. He's a number two. I mean, Mahomes is in a different stratosphere in week one, but Lamar right. is the second best quarterback in the NFL in week ones in the last five years, for whatever it's worth. It feels like it could be a game like you like Munkin. I'll be honest, guys. Uh, TA side, I'm not pushing it too much. We'll give you a discount in a minute. But like, you were the one who got me to draft Lamar Jackson in like two of my fantasy leagues because you think he could put oh. up massive points uh, and stats and be like an MVP candidate. I didn't see it. Um, but again, this is why I lean on you know guys who see stuff. Maybe I don't. I just wonder if Munkin's coming out. We're gonna shock some people. We're gonna drop a forty burger, and this is like forty to thirteen. And you miss a layup. That, there is my there's some concern about that. Anything on rookie quarterbacks in week one? I know Bryce Young could be in trouble, uh, the Carolina line. But any any historical numbers on rookie quarterbacks in week one? You know, uh, I, I did look that up uh, a couple of weeks ago, and there wasn't really anything definitive, to be honest. Um, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag. You know, just kind of kind of fifty fifty when it comes to cover percentage and, and team totals. Like you don't really get too much. There's some. I mean, if you remember, there's some outliers on the good. RG3 went into New Orleans week one and just destroyed the Saints. Um, That's right, Marcus, yes. Marcus Mariota put up like 40 points uh, uh, as a rookie against Tampa You had in, in week oh. one on the road. You had Sam Darnold. I mean, I know the defense yeah. scored too, but they put, up like, they put up like 49 against the Lions on that Monday night. So you've got outlier performances like that, and then you have a bunch of duds as well. So um, it's, kind of, it's kind of a mixed bag. But I will say with the Lamar thing real quick, the reason I like him for fantasy, too, not only is the offense going to be a lot better, he's never had weapons like this. He's never had an offensive yeah. coordinator who wants to push it down the field. But as we mentioned, the defense stinks. So they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. So they're not going to be mm. sitting on the ball. They're going to be pushing it. They're going to need the score. So that's why I like him from a fantasy perspective is just because, you know, you got the offense is going to be better. The weapons are better. The, the coordinator is better. And you're going to be in a lot more shootouts. So they're going to be a lot more. Th- there's going to be a lot more throwing, I think, from the Ravens this year. So I, I would put him kind of in, in my top four from the fantasy perspective. And I think he's if you miss on the top three, you know, Allen, Mahomes, Hurts, perfectly mm. fine taking Lamar a little bit yeah. later. 
I actually had a guy the day after the draft say, would you trade Lamar Jackson? And I was like, did he read TA? I was like, no, I'm not trading Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Anyways, uh, two, uh, two quick ones before we get to the Jets. Um, number one, um, Arizona Cardinals. That line has gone up. Um, Washington, uh, I think, was five, and now it's at seven. Um, listen, I, you, you, we don't want to reveal all your info, but uh, you know the Cardinals pretty well. Uh, seven seems like a big number for Washington to be laying, but Arizona looks very bad. It looks like their win total for the season is down to three and a half. Um, Josh Dobbs against a potentially nasty Washington front. Uh, Chase Young, you're, you're an Ohio State guy. Chase Young's going to be looking. He needs to get paid. He didn't get the fifth-year extension. This could be a Washington spot. Be enemy. Um, you know, maybe opening up Sam Howell. I thought Sam Howell looked competent in the preseason. I don't know, but a touchdown's a big number for Ron Rivera. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. And there's a lot of push uh, on the on the Washington side here. Yeah, you know, look, I think Arizona has got a little bit of a, I don't think they're tanking. I know it surprises people when I say that, but, you know, to me, there's a difference between kind of cleaning up the mess when you get there and outright trying to lose. I mean, Colt McCoy was unplayable and they cut him and noticed nobody signed him. So, like, they're trying to be competent. And Josh Dobbs is a guy they tried to sign in the offseason from the Browns. The offensive coordinator, Drew Petzik, was a quarterback coach in Cleveland. So they had the familiarity. You know, he he chose the Browns over them and then, you know, was able, you know, they were able to trade for him uh, because DTR had such a good, good preseason. But, you know, he's mobile. He, he almost won that game in week 18 last year, if you remember, um, kind of coming close. off the street yeah. in Jacksonville. They're they're winning in the fourth quarter. Um, so he's he's not great, but he's, he's at least he can move a little bit. He can do some things. They're they're just biding their time for for Kyler. They don't know when Kyler Murray is going to come back. He's on pup list. I think you know, kind of week five to eight is probably the most logical target. It, look, if they sit him all year, then then yeah, you can sit there and say they're tanking. But I would be stunned if he missed more than half the season. And mm-hmm. you know, I think I think they they want to co- look. Jonathan Gannon was hired for uh, and Monty Austin for Austin Forth, the uh, the GM. They were hired to clean up the mess that Steve Kime brought in front of them uh, in Arizona. I mean, the 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 constant drafting of linebackers for one. So they use they use their first round pick on Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins in back to back years. You know, essentially both are busts, especially Isaiah Simmons. They traded a number one for Hollywood Brown. I mean, they could have got AJ Brown for a number one. Uh, remember, that was the same exact draft. Um, mm. If they could have tossed a little bit more into the pot, they could have gotten, you know, uh, could have gotten AJ Brown. They he signed a bunch of high-priced veterans that were towards the end of their career, like JJ Watt. Like none of these things worked. He never had a competent offensive line. Just did everything opposite of what you're supposed to do. The salary cap is a complete mess. They were completely void of draft picks this season and going forward. So they hired a new regime to completely clean everything up in the locker room. Get guys who want who are going to play hard, who want to be there. They got rid of a lot of the dead weight. Uh, when it comes to you know salary cap and just you know again uh, not wanting to be there you know uh, AKA DeAndre Hopkins um, <laughs> they 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 pulled off a heist in that trade with Houston to get their number one pick next year yes. um, uh, along with all those other picks they used a top ten pick on on a on right tackle Paris Johnson who will eventually be a left tackle that's exactly what you want to do like you need to rebuild this offensive line so I think they're doing things the right way they're not just spending there's no reason they should have spent you know, on these, these one year, two year, you know, veterans um, and, and, you know, 
completely botch your salary cap again. There's no reason for it. Like just this is a transition year. So I, I think there's a difference between that and what they're doing and just completely trying to lose like some of these teams have done in the past. So we'll see what happens. I think they'll play hard. I think they've got enough guys in there who are playing for their next contracts and are younger guys that will, will play hard. They just don't have the talent. I mean, I would say if you want a, a piece of advice, a little kind of free advice, um, play Brian Robinson uh, uh, this week in DFS. Look at some of his prop numbers. The running back for Washington. The one area I know internally that Arizona is really worried about is their inter- is the um, middle of their defensive line. It's a real, real sieve. They're going to be able to run the ball up and down the field on them. So uh, take that for what, if, what, what it's worth. But I do like what they're doing. I mean, I think even if you think that they're tanking, they're building something right there, and they yeah. could have the top two. They could have the top two picks and potentially have Kyler Murray. You know, who knows if someone will trade for him. You know, you could have that trade asset. They would probably be okay just, get, you know, if they decide to go that route and take Caleb Williams or Drake May, you know, trade them for, uh, you know, for a couple of picks, even if they're mid-round picks, just to get the salary off the books. You know, that's in play. They're building it the right way. So I think, you know, they'll be feisty, maybe kind of like the, you know, Dan Campbell uh, uh, Lions were a couple of years ago. But, you know, I, I don't think they'll get a lot of wins, but I think they'll be feisty. And I, I wouldn't touch week one. Like you said, I think it's going to be a slugfest. I think they're going to go slow on offense. They're going to run the ball. I think defensively, Jonathan Gaines' defense is to keep everything in front of you, uh, limit explosive plays. So um, they're going to force Sam Howell to kind of dink and dunk, and they're going to you know use uh, force Brian Robinson and, and Antonio Gibson to run the ball. So I think they'll take time off the clock. So I think this is going to be a lower scoring kind of 17-10, 17-13 type game. So that would wow, be my okay. estimation for week one. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos 
in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Again, small scale, but like Eric Bieniemy was the offensive coordinator in the Super Bowl. Um, Gannon was the D.C. Uh, Eagles fans were so upset at him because of that second half. The Chiefs just moved the ball up and down the field. But does Bieniemy get any credit for that, or do we expect him to have some some intimate knowledge of what Gannon wants to do? Because since a lot of people say it was Andy Reid's game plan all the time. Yeah, that's a, that's the the million dollar question. Like nobody knows. I, I think there's a reason why Eric Bieniemy has not moved up. Right? There's you know, if you talk to people around the league. And they won't say it publicly, but they'll say it privately because I've heard that, heard these things. There's a reason why Eric Bieniemy has not gotten a head coaching job. Um, it's just is what it is. I mean, he's just it doesn't doesn't do great in interviews. Um, he doesn't get the credit that you know for the offense. We know it's Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Um, there's just a lot of things he rubs he rubs players the wrong way. You already saw it. Ron Rivera was complaining. You know, a few weeks in the training yeah. camp. Um, so I have no idea. Like, I'm sure he's, he's, there's something that had to have rubbed off on him, um, that he can put, you know, install into this offense. I just, you know, that's always a question mark. I mean, remember Adam Gase was the guy who got credit for Peyton Manning in Denver, right? That's right. And look what happened in Miami and New York. So like, it doesn't, you know, those things don't always translate. So I I would kind of lean on this, not being a high powered offense, but you know, you you just never know until it happens. Uh, real quick, Falcons, Panthers, a lot of people have come on this podcast. You work with Warren Sharp before, uh, and others have said Falcons are the team, the schedule. It's all about the schedule. Um, I don't, I don't, did Desmond Ritter do anything in the preseason? Because I don't know what to expect from this offense. Uh, a lot of people seem to think they're, uh, Falcons are going to dominate. Like I drafted them in, uh, in fantasy defensively. People are stunned. Um, I kind of like them, but week one against the Panthers, do they have the pass rush to rattle Bryce Young who got his butt kicked? Um, in the preseason, and um, Frank Reich, I, I think, has had like a history of struggling badly in season openers. And, and I don't know. I don't. I don't think the Panthers are there, but their defense could keep them in it, right? Yeah, I actually have full disclosure. Um, you're a subscriber, so you know. I actually posted. Um, you know, I took under forty two and a half. Uh, about two weeks ago, and then the next oh, day, the right, angle, <laughs> the right angle sports guys <laughs> um, took it as well, and it dropped down to, I think it's 39 and a half now, so I would not yeah. play it. I mean, you know, I, I think 42 is a key number, um, 40 is a key number, so, you know, 39 and a half, I would not touch it here. I, I just think I would err on the side of this being, again, I think the Carolina defense is pretty good. Obviously, I mean, the Brian Burns situation is something to keep an eye on. He's technically... You know, um, I don't know if he's holding out this week, but there it sounds oh. like I saw something about how he, you know, he it might be contract concerns. So who knows that I would keep keep an eye on that. But, yeah, the Carolina defense is pretty solid. Um, they'll st- the one thing they do very well is they stop the run. They had a very tough schedule of opposing run offenses last year that they stymied. And so I think they'll be able to keep this Atlanta offense in check. Like you said, Ritter didn't really impress me at all last year. He He, had, he faced a bunch of you know, kind of layup situations. He faced Tampa in week 18 when they weren't playing for anything and played all their backup defenders. He faced the Cardinals in week 17 when they were, you know, essentially, you know, sitting everybody out. I think uh, Buda Baker was sitting out. Uh, they had nobody really that, that um, uh, of meaning. And so like they, they, he had a lot of easy situations 
and couldn't really do much with them. Uh, you know, in New Orleans, I don't think they scored a touchdown. In in, uh, in uh, Baltimore, he scored nine points. So didn't really do much to, to impress me. And I think they're just going to kind of be conservative, kind of hit the hit the layups um, with Kyle Pitts and Drake London. They're going to, you know, use B. John Robinson a lot. They're going to run the ball. I think they're going to try to get a lead early and then sit on it. So sure, right. I think this is a you know conservative game plan. It's a lower scoring game. Um, this line went from what two and a half to is it sitting at three and a half now? I think um, I think I saw three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I again, I, I Bryce Young did not impress me in the preseason. It's tough for him to go right you know right away. He doesn't have the mobility of a Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson, some of these other smaller quarterbacks who can produce right away. He's got to sit in the pocket. He can move a little bit, but that's not his game. And it's not easy to win from the pocket as a rookie. You don't usually see that. Especially someone who's who's kind of his, you know, at his stature. So we'll see. He eventually could figure it out, but I think Week One's a tough spot. Um, and you know, I, I think Atlanta just, you know, Atlanta gets to win. I just don't know if uh, I would. I wouldn't take over a field goal. I mean, this is way too late to the party. But um, I'm not as high in them as others. I, I do understand hmm. the schedule situation, but you know, at some point you have to have a quarterback. Like backing backing a guy like Desmond Ritter, who may not be a starting NFL quarterback. You know. Um, to, to win the division, like I've heard some people say, that's not that's not enough for me. I think the defense is better, but they're not they're not great. Like they, you know, Calais Campbell's old; he's thirty seven years old. Yeah. Um, Bud Dupree is their top pass rusher. Like he's been mediocre the last couple of years since he left Pittsburgh. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, Jesse Bates is a good one of their top you know free agent signings. He's a safety. He doesn't really move the needle. Safeties don't don't yeah. don't move the needle as much. So I think they're improved. I just don't think they're great overall. Um, the, the, the wide receivers of Carolina, are they, they're not great. I, is Thielen their number one? Is, yeah. uh, I, I don't, I, I don't know that they're good. And I'm looking at AJ Terrell and Jeff Okuda. I know you like Okuda. He's had a rough start to his career, but like, I, I don't know. I, I, I think Carolina could be bad offensively, man. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. Rate, with, I want oh, they not, they're not doing any favors. They didn't get, you know, Adam Thielen is just a possession receiver. Now he has no explosiveness. DJ Chark is yeah. supposed to be their deep threat. He's already hurt. And he's had a, you know, a career of injuries. So, yeah, they didn't do yeah. him any favors adding weapons. All right. We'll wrap up with my Jets. Uh, obviously, I care about them intimately. We've had the longest. We have had the longest uh, <laughs> postseason drought of anyone. You get Rodgers. You get Dalvin Cook. There's reason to be excited. Schedule the first six weeks is going to tell the story. I, I, I hate the fact that several people have come on this pod and said Buffalo's the play in week one. Um, the line has gone toward the Jets from three to one. But that could just be <coughs> <coughs> sorry. A lot of money in the New York area going to FanDuel and all those whatever they are, sh- maybe shifting the market. I don't. Where are you? A Jets Bills and B Jets over uh, over overview. You know, I I don't have a play on the week one. I think it's it's lined exactly right. Um, there's so much just so much intrigue, and I just don't know what to make of the Jets. I, like uh, one day I'll sit there and be like, you know, their defense was elite last year, and they didn't force any turnovers at all. Like they were one yeah. of the worst teams in the NFL, and, and and we know turnovers are flimsy year to year, right? Like they're very variable. Um, you know, sometimes it's just a bounce of the ball. So if they got a few more, you know, if you if you assume some regression um, with the defense from a turnover perspective, like they could be the best defense in the NFL. Uh, at the same time, literally nobody got hurt on their defense. Like, their entire yeah. secondary was healthy. I think their top three corners, obviously, including Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, et cetera, didn't miss a single game. Uh, CJ Mosley didn't miss a game. Quinn Williams, I think, missed one game. Like, what are the odds that all of that's going to happen again? So, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of go back and forth on the defense. They're probably going to be really good. I just don't know exactly how good. And can they can they uh, produce the same levels last year? That'll be a question. Obviously, we know Robert Sala can coach defense. So I think they'll be uh, – I'm going to uh, kind of – 
Um, tilt on the side of they'll be really good. And then offensively, look, the offensive line is a problem. That is something that you can't you can't hide a bad offensive line, no matter who your quarterback is. We saw that with Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl against Tampa a few years ago, right? So, you know, with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's used to having a top 10 offensive line, can he produce when he's not getting the time that he's used to? I'm not sure. Um, you know, Garrett Wilson, I love him. He's an Ohio State guy. I, you know, I think they've got plenty of weapons on the outside. Dalvin Cook, like you mentioned with Brees Hall, is a really nice one-two punch. Uh, I just don't know how explosive they could be if they can't mm. if they can't get Mackay Becton playing. I mean, we, you need Mackay Becton to be you know the top you know uh, a top tackle, um, and you need health on that offensive line. If you get it, you know there's upside there. Dwayne Brown's got you know he's older obviously, but he can still play a little bit. It's it's quite you know it's 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 up and down. Like if Mackay Becton is either hurt or if he, he can't produce, then you're you're in trouble. Um, but I think the way personally I'm going to play the Jets, I'm not going to do anything week one. I'm going to wait and see. Their first six mm-hmm. games, like you mentioned, are yeah. absolutely brutal. I mean, Buffalo, Dallas, New England, Kansas City, Denver, and Philly, that's that's as tough as you'll ever see. If they can go even two and four, like I'll give – if oh, they can wait, go two wait, and wait. four. Wait, wait, three and three. What's wrong with three and three? If they go three and th- – you know, if they go three and three, I would look to them to, to win the AFC. I would look at their AFC and Super Bowl odds because oh, the rest of their schedule is a lot – a lot better, and if you can get through that gauntlet three and three, um, to me, then I think you've got you know you've got really really tantalizing upside. And I don't know what the price will be on them if they go three and three, but you'll get. I don't think you'll get a worse price than you've got right now. I mean, it, it, yeah. there's no reason to take them now because the odds of them going four and two, five and one, six and zero oh is really really low, yeah. right? And I'll take my chances that they can't do that against this team. I mean, you got a brand new quarterback. Um, we saw it with Tom Brady when he went to Tampa. You know, what happened the first half of that season? He struggled yeah. early. Um, so it's not easy to just – we saw that with Matt Ryan. Obviously, he's over the hill. But these, these veteran quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, they go to this new these new systems right away, these new offenses. It's not easy to just transition and, and step in and be a Hall of Fame quarterback. So uh, I would wait and give it six weeks and see where they're at. If they're 2-4, and 3-3, three and three, that's what I expect. I would pounce on potentially looking at uh, – you know, if you can get – 20 to one and 25 to one to win the Super Bowl at that point, then I, I would think it's, it's actually worth a look. I think we'll know early, right? If Buffalo's defensive line without Von Miller, which is kind of a big deal. Cause last year, week one, Very I think they deal. sacked Stafford yeah. like nine times. So if they, if they struggle with the pass rush and the jets win, you feel great. If they lose and Rogers is sacked like six times, well, you're, you're probably dead week two against Dallas and Parsons. Um, you know, that that's a brutal, like those are two of the best front, fours in the league maybe could you say two of the top like seven between buffalo and dallas like that that's nasty to start and then the patriots had a top five defense last year by a lot of metrics so they've got to win this opener against buffalo it's at home rogers first game i don't know man i'm very excited i'm surprised you don't have a pick in that one I can't have a pick at every game. I think I think it's lined right like here's the thing the jets did pretty well against josh allen last year you know they They did defensively yeah so, so I think I, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I just, I just can't, you know, first game, like I said, I mean, Tom Brady, remember, didn't he throw two pick sixes in that opener against New Orleans when he went to Tampa? Like, oh, right oh away. wow, you're right. Yes. Divisional matchup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just hard. Two interceptions for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard to back a quarterback in that spot. And, you know, he, he it's just difficult, especially with an offensive line like that. They're going to, yeah. they're going to probably blitz him a lot. And look, I, I think it could go, it's a coin flip. I think it's lined the right way. And, you know, Buffalo is very talented. Um, they're one of the most talented teams in the league. So um, I think it's going to be a great game. Like, 
you know, I think it, it could be uh, kind of a coin flip from that perspective. So, yeah, no play for me, but I think Super it's Bowl. fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. You have an offer for uh, listeners of Straight Fire on your site? Yeah. So since you've been such a good friend to the uh, to me and, and you kind of, like I said, helped me uh, kind of rise in the ranks, I'm offering anyone who uh, uses the code JMAC, J-M-A-C, to go uh, sign up at my website, Cleve Analytics. You'll get you'll get uh, 50 bucks off of a full season subscription. So and like, you know, Jason mentioned earlier, this is not a pick site. This isn't like I'm just, oh, here are my my pick releases. This is I go through. I, I tell you what I'm taking personally, just because people want to know what I'm on in full transparency. So I do that. But I also have write-ups on every single game every single week i have you know jason will attest you've got all the matchup stats you can look at any you know quarterback stat defensive stat you know team stat uh, i go through the injury reports which is very vital when, when it comes to making a wager um i do dfs analysis uh, i talk about some of the sleepers out there um i have survivor analysis i call it a one-stop shop for degenerates <laughs> You know, the average Joe doesn't just wager on games, right? Like, you know, you've got a survivor entry, you've got uh, pick pools, you've got DFS. So, kind of a little bit for you know, a little bit of uh, of everything for everyone. And we have yeah. this year, all new tools. Um, you could do a really good research on uh, some of the against the spread and totals and some of the quarterback stats um, that take you back to 2000. So, really interesting stuff, I think, uh, and something for everybody to do their own research. And what do they say? Give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach a man how to fish, and he'll eat forever. So, uh, T.A., uh, great stuff as always. Thanks for taking the time, buddy, and uh, con- continued success with the site. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate it. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.